0: Hi, everyone. I'm Ingrid Dietz, staff advisor of the DBSA Young Adult Council. We're joined by author and mental health advocate, Linia Johnston for today's podcast on dealing with a relapse of symptoms and mood disorders. The idea of relapse can spark fear in even the most stable of people, and it's an unfortunate reality for many of us. Linnia, thanks for being here to share your experiences today.
1: Thanks. I think relapse is a really important thing to talk about.
0: I agree. Um, so, As I mentioned, experiencing a relapse happens to very many of us. Um, Have you ever had a relapse?
1: Yeah, I've actually had several, um, and I actually had one just this summer. So um, it was really brought on by, like, extreme stress that came from this job interview that I really wanted. Um, But I was really unsure about the job, and I was also working full-time and going to school full-time which led to more stress, which led to less sleep, which led to a relapse.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. What were the symptoms that you experienced?
1: So this one was kind of unique for me. I actually was rapid cycling within one day. So I would wake up at like 3 or 4 in the morning extremely manic. And then around noon, I'd get really anxious. And then by about 5 o'clock, I'd be super, super depressed. And it was very scary, but it was pretty much like clockwork. Like it lasted about a week and a half, um, pretty much that exact sequence. Um, and though it was frustrating and scary, it was kind of nice that I knew kind of the pattern. Um, I had rapid cycled in the past where I had no idea what emotion was coming next or how I'd feel next or how long. And so this was kind of nice that it it was so even.
0: A little more predictable. Yeah. How did you deal with that?
1: So I dealt with it by working on my sleep um, because a large part of the reason I had relapsed was because I just wasn't sleeping at all. And sleep for me is one of the most important parts of my care regimen. Um, I don't take sleeping pills regularly but when I am manic I'll take them for about a week until I make sure that I'm getting about eight hours a night and that was really essential to help me get out of it. I also did like um, some like calming yoga in the mornings and meditated a lot and the yoga and meditation helped me kind of get my energy into kind of a focused attention, you know, so that helped a lot, too.
0: Great. So you were able to kind of handle it on your own without being hospitalized or having to make any changes to your treatments?
1: Yeah, it was actually, I handled it all on my own. I I didn't even go to my psychiatrist. I, know, mean, let him know what was going on. We emailed a couple times, but um, for the most part, I handled it totally on my own, which felt really good.
0: That's great. I think, I know for myself, sometimes it's part of the scary part is the idea that you might have to be hospitalized again. And it's, it's good mm-hmm. to hear that you were able to handle that without having to go to that extreme.
1: Right. Yeah, that's the really scary part. I, I did have a relapse about four years ago where I was hospitalized again. And that was much more painful than this most recent relapse because
0: uh-huh.
1: um, obviously hospitalization is, is not a fun thing. So it was really hard knowing that I could get sick enough to be hospitalized again.
0: Sure, sure. So how did, I mean, obviously having a relapse is no fun, but how did it make you feel kind of about yourself?
1: So in the past, Um, Like, when I was hospitalized, it really made me feel like a failure, and I would always feel like I should have been able to figure this out by now, and I've lived with this illness for, like, over 10 years, and I thought I should have figured it out. Um, But this time was different. I don't know if it was because I wasn't hospitalized, but I found that I didn't really beat up on myself as much. I mean, I was disappointed that something like a job interview would upset my system this much, Um, and I did feel like, you know, it was a little bit my fault for having so much stress, so I beat up on myself a little bit in that way, but not the same way that I had when I was hospitalized, Um, and I, I mean, I did go through the normal parts of feeling sorry for myself and feeling a little bit like I could have prevented this and I should know better, but um I didn't blame it on myself as much as I normally do. I blamed it more on my brain chemistry this time, which felt a lot better. <laughs> yeah, yep, I bet. So do you feel
0: like um you have kind of developed a different kind of acceptance of dealing with relapse?
1: Um, I think it's a process. Um, I go through this process of like grief and acceptance, and I kind of go back and forth during a relapse. And after, I go through this period of really intense grief that, oh, my God, I still have this illness. It's still here. I thought that part of me, when I'm really doing well, especially if it's been like a year or more, Like, there's this thing in the back of my head that's like, well, maybe it's gone. And then if I have a relapse, it's like all this grief comes back that I still have this chronic illness. Um, And it's it's just so heartbreaking. Um, It literally, it's like, it's just as bad as like a breakup. It's like the most painful thing to realize that you have this illness still. So after the grief, I go through kind of a process of getting back to the point where I can have acceptance. Um, and I think that acceptance for me, it's really that saying, you know, two steps forward, one step back,
0: <laughs> Sure. Um,
1: you know, like I move forward in my acceptance a lot each time, but each relapse I move backwards just a little bit, you know, not fully, but, um, you know, it's this, it's this uphill battle of getting back to the point where I can have acceptance after the grief just knocks me out.
0: Sure, sure. How do you deal with that grief?
1: So I do, (laughs) I allow myself like a day or two, maybe sometimes longer, to just kind of feel sorry for myself. I know you're not supposed to do that, but, um, you know, sometimes you just need a pity party and you need to just like be able to feel sad and feel the grief. Um, so I allow myself time to just feel bad um and kind of be present with that and then and you know you just need that time to where it's okay to say you know it's not fair and I don't deserve this not that sure. anyone deserves it but you know so I let myself have that time to really feel bad about it and and then I try my best to move forward after that and After I've allowed myself to really feel it and cry and be mad or let down, then I do my best to get back to life. Um, And to do that, I like, I see my counselor a lot in these moments and kind of talk through my grief. Um, And then I talk through, you know, my fears about relapse and whether they're logical because I get so many. um, Relapse makes me have so many illogical fears of like, like all these things I think that would bring back episodes that aren't actually going to happen. So I talked through that with my counselor and discussed ways to accept it and to move forward from there.
0: Great. So where do you think you are with acceptance right now?
1: So at this point, I think I'm actually doing really well with my acceptance. Um, I recently just, applied and interviewed for another job and this was an even harder interview process Um, and simultaneously I was finishing grad school and working um, and I didn't have a relapse at all and so I feel like that was a really good confidence booster and it really made me feel proud of myself and reminds me that you know I can get through really stressful times and deal with it um, so that helped with my acceptance a lot, too, knowing that I can handle really hard times without getting sick. And um this time, I felt a little bit of the mania coming back, but I started taking sleeping pills right away, and I actually, like, quelled it so it didn't happen at all. Um, So there was a lot of acceptance in the fact that, like, oh, my gosh, I can, like, deal with this on my own, and then I can stop it from happening, and... Look at how far I've come.
0: I think that's I think that's great. It's, it's it's such a freeing feeling to I mean even when even when you do have to have outside help, just the knowledge that you get through it, time after time, right. I think really starts to build up that the acceptance, but also like you said, the confidence that you will get through this this next time, and will even oh, yeah. we'll know some new techniques and new strategies when you do.
1: Mhm. For sure.
0: So, you know, obviously, with chronic illnesses, there's always the chance that there will be another relapse in the future. How do you how do you handle that knowledge?
1: Um, you know, I handle it, and I I kind of move forward, just knowing that, kind of like what we just talked about, like I've been through it before, and I've dealt with it, and I can handle it, and I've done it in the past. Um, and that to remember that even like my deepest, darkest episodes, I still came out on top and made it through and just think about how, like, in, with each relapse I've had in the past years, it gets easier and I get better at it. And to know that this next relapse is going to be even easier than the last ones, you know, because, um... I know my symptoms by heart, and I know how to stop it before it gets too bad. I know how to seek help when I need it. Um, And to remind myself, I used to be so afraid of relapses because I always thought it would be just like the first time I was hospitalized, which was the most traumatic. And I just have to realize that it's never going to be like that again because I'm so much more prepared now. And it's never gonna be as hard as the worst time anymore, you know. So to realize that each time it gets easier and I learn more.
0: That's awesome. I think that's a that's a great point. And hard to remember sometimes, especially early on when you maybe experience yeah. relapse for one of the first times, but um so important to have that perspective as you move yeah. along. Yeah. Well, Linnea, thanks for sharing with us today about this this difficult topic. I know so many people struggle with it, and I'm, I'm really thankful that you were able to share some of your experiences and even some potential tips for people as they might be going through this.
1: Well, thank you. It's been a great talk.
0: And thank you, listeners. We hope you'll join us again soon for another DBSA Young Adult Council podcast. Be well.